And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we continue to travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First chapter 13 of the book of Acts is a shift of focus towards Saul, who becomes Paul. A destroyer of the church becomes one of the most potent builders of the church. Now, five people are identified as prophets and teachers, and no, a prophet and a teacher are not the same. They are distinct positions, and when we review Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, you see that, and we've done that before, and we'll do it again. These five are not the only influential people in the church, as they are identified as coming out of the church of Antioch, but they are indeed powerful in the work of the Lord. Next, at a time of worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Okay, so just stop. Okay, You guys listen to these intros, and they whiz by you, and you don't even stop. Here is a massive key for all of us who want to hear the voice of the Lord. The definitive voice of the Lord comes from the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. The Bible is the book. It is the standard and the plumb line. But to think that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to people is simply foolishness. The wisdom here is to see how they heard the voice of the Holy Spirit after worship and fasting. Hint, hint, right? And finally, it turns out that there was a special work for Paul and Barnabas to do. We see that revealed as we journey through the remainder of the book of Acts. Specifically, Paul is in focus. Keep in mind that Luke is the author. But what is impressive is what they did after being told there was something to do. You know what they did after? Listen. They followed that with more fasting and prayer. Hint, 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 hint. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and noive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 
when you call, when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that is like, for an unknown reason, traffic is completely smooth. And that's lovely. And rare. Especially (laughs) for you. (laughs) Borderline miraculous to to some degree right there. Here's Here's the bottom line, folks. You might have an opinion, a thought, a question, or a comment. You have that opportunity to share. Not a kvetch fest. That doesn't mean that you can't pour out stuff you're struggling with. We're not talking about that. But there's a lot of stuff to look at and go, right? I mean, come on. But, or on the other hand, or in the opposite direction, there is also many great things to acknowledge and to strengthen one another in and to bless one another in. And we want you to have that chance. Now, if you've got a prayer request, tell us. We'll join our faith with yours and we'll pray together. And that's a great way to approach it. You know, when when two or or more uh, agree upon something, it shall be done. You get this power in the multiplicity of people. There's no question about that. And then, additionally, if you got a praise report, that's something that blesses people and encourages people. And you just, with the right time and the right way, you don't have to do it today or anything like that. But just be aware. Okay, I definitely want to be a blessing and share that because the Bible says, "Let the redeemed of the Lord." Say so, which means that you say you're redeemed, that you share what those redemption stories are. You also have an opportunity just to talk, just to share, just to point some things out. And you can ask questions if they're about physics. I'll just make uh, Dynamite D answer them. <laughs> Nada. You can ask me about the Terribian style of writing. I know all about it and don't even want to think about it anymore. So glad that part's over. And then we also do this other goofy thing called trivia. What did God say would happen if Adam and Eve ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil? What did God say would happen? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. Also, you can text us 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So as you guys know, I ask you on a pretty regular basis to be praying for the audience. I think it's an important part of it. And every once in a while, I kick in an idea that you can be praying for. And sometimes I pray about that. I know sometimes it just comes to my head. And sometimes I I actually ask the Lord, hey, is there some good areas we should be praying for for the audience? And one of the things that came about that I think came about is courage. That a lot of people need courage. They need to not be afraid. We talked about not being afraid yesterday, but the opposite of not being afraid is having courage. So we need to be of good courage, just like God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, right? Okay. All right. So we got that. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Uh, We got our trivia question out there. It's pretty specific. And then, uh, and I'm not going to give too many hints. You guys need to know this. What did God say would happen if Adam and Eve ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil? It is not a trick question. <laughs> is this a trick question? 972-445-0770. Also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can uh, send an email to david at org. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question, so let's send them on through. 
Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, hi, brother. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. Oh, it's so great to hear from you. I love yeah. it. I love it that you called yesterday and today. It's so good. I love when you call. You're just such a well, blessing I, for us. Appreciate that. Uh, you're to, you're yeah, a great look, and Make your program a little better by answering questions that are right. <laughs> <laughs> that are wrong. <laughs> That's a great response. That's hilarious. All right. Now, what did God say would happen if Adam and Eve ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Well, I don't know if this one you're looking for, but the one I always like is uh, now they become like one of us to know good from evil. Is that the one you're looking for? That's one of them. What's the other one? What happens when they when they were disobedient? What did they? Uh, what what happened to their what happened to their bodies and their spirits? Well, they'd be uh, dead, I guess, cast away. That's right. So here's how that works, and why that's important is how important this teaching is. God communicated. You know, you do this, you're going to die. Okay. Now, when they did it, you notice that they didn't physically die, but they did spiritually die on the spot. Okay. But uh, death was introduced as well as every other foul possible thing that can happen through that action. So God spoke once, but it manifested twice in the spiritual and in the natural. Isn't that just so it's powerful? It's like, wow. And so they, yeah. died, they died spiritually on the spot, and they then brought death and the and 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 the dirt napping for all humanity. Amen. That's what yeah, happened. Good. Uh, that's, that's what it is. Excellent we job, have, brother. As our resurrected from the dead, he'll redeem us one day. That's what we need. Yep. Uh, he is our redeemer. Without without that redemption, we are lost. There is nothing nothing but darkness uh, heading our way. Excellent job, my brother Ace. Yeah, good talk to you guys. Um, I, again, I'm kind of stumbling through the woods, but anyway, you're making a path clear for me, so appreciate that. You got it, brother. You're a great, great, great brother. We love you in the Lord and pray for you every single day. Thank you. Do appreciate that. Thanks. Everybody right. be loved. All right. Yeah. God bless you. That's our bro. That's brother. He's like the original. He's Mary's like the mom, but Ace is like the original, right? You know, it's like the original. Okay. Uh, there's so much to teach. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to it because it's just easier because I can't rush through all of this. It's just terrible to do that. So we'll break, then we'll come back. So we'll break right now. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. It's like, what, what? Do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus 
tells Jairus, don't, don't ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked him out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples who went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're already halfway through the show. Another really fast one. <laughs> this is another fast one. All right. Here's your trivia question. In the parable of the talents, what happened to the man who hid his one talent in the ground? So something happened to him. What happened to him? Okay? All right. He did not go on Star Search or America's Got Talent, by the way. So let's just, okay, obviously. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Now, keep in mind, this answer is a little more simplistic than you might be thinking. Just think of the story. What happened? Guy gets the talent. The one guy presents it. The next guy presents it. This guy presents it. Says, I hit it. Uh, put it in the ground. What happened? Okay, this, what's the next thing that happened? That's kind of like what I'm looking for. Just trying to help you get there. Okay? That's just me trying to help you get there. I do have two very short jokes. Uh, the second one is really funny. The first one is cute. You ready for cute and funny? All right, he's ready. All right, here we go. Here's cute. Two sisters were looking at a book of religious pictures and came across a painting of Mary and the baby Jesus. See there, said the older sister. That's Jesus and his mother. Where, the younger girl wanted to know, is his father? Her sister thought for a moment and then explained, oh, he's taking the picture. Holy Jesus. <laughs> 
What is that? Why isn't he in there? He's taking the picture. All right, this one I think is much funnier because this is something that everybody will understand. City kids uh, were having a difficult time understanding the Christmas story. Uh, so when it was said that Mary and Joseph had to spend the night in a stable, the young girl asked, what's a stable? And then the response from the adult was, picture your room without a flat screen or a computer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> See, that's funny. Picture your room without a flat screen or a computer. That's like a stable. <laughs> Only in America. Okay, there you go. Once more on the trip, and then we'll get into the teaching because the teaching is really good. Now, listen, I'm, I'm kind of giving you guys a couple of hints. I'm trying to walk you through it. In the parable of the talents, what happened to the man who hid his one talent to the ground? In other words, the first thing that happened, what happened? Like, try not to think eternally. What happened? You know, the five, one guy gets five, gets five more, right? And one guy gets ten, gets ten more. There's a couple different ones. One guy gets five, gets five more. What happened to the guy with the one? That's all I'm asking. Keep it easy, all right? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. The microphone fell again right on my cup. This is uh, getting to be fun. Uh, also, you can text in 214-210-8483. Nice job, Al. Uh, and then uh, also uh, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. See, the microphone has this little clip thing. Oh, the clip thing's broken. Oh. Oh, looky, looky. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right, let's get into the teaching part of this. This is something I really want you to – I don't want to mess this up because it's such a good thing. Uh, I, I just want to do a really good job of communicating it. So uh, here we are at the end of 12 and the beginning of 13 in Acts. But God's good news was spreading rapidly, and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission in Jerusalem, they returned to Antioch, taking John Mark with them. That is the Mark who writes the Gospel of Mark. He, They were with him. You're going to find out in chapter 13 he's their assistant. You're going to find out in chapter 13 that doesn't last long. We'll get to that in a little while. Verse Chapter 13, verse 1. Among the prophets and teachers of the church of Antioch of Syria were— I'll stop right there. There were prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch. So do you suppose there would be prophets and teachers at the church at Jerusalem? Of course. There were prophets and teachers of different places. of different. But here, this is the church at Antioch of Syria, getting very specific. And they were Barnabas, Simon, which, by the way, is also Simeon, called the black man. Lucius from Cyrene, Mananin, uh, who was a child companion of King Herod Antipas, and then Saul. Now look at what is said. This most important thing. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, okay? I'm going to ask you this again. I'll ask you 1,500 times if I have to. What were they doing? Okay, now you already got, there's prophets and teachers. Are they the same? No, they're not the same. But doesn't that doesn't even has nothing to do with it. We'll deal with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 later on. They're distinctive. That's not the point. What were they doing? 
These men were worshiping the Lord and fasting. People want to hear God speak, people who are believers. Now, the Lord speaks in a multitude of ways to people all through Jesus, okay? But he speaks to them. He might use a dream or he might use a circumstance. But it's all through Jesus. These guys are already believers, and they're looking for guidance and direction and what do you want so what do they do is they're worshiping and they're fasting the thing about worshiping and fasting is that worshiping is all about being in the presence of the lord and fasting is all about denying your flesh so that your ears and my ears and i have big ears but they still get clogged and i want to hear what god has to say so I need to tune down my ear in the flesh and tune in my heart to the Lord and in my new man put on those ears, not the old ears. That is what's being talked about. So the reason that I bring that up is because how the Holy Spirit speaks to them is that they're, 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 they're fasting, and they're worshiping, and they're engaged with the Lord. You know how we do our DNA and draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus' words and always be ready to serve? That's where these guys are at, and they are attentive to the Lord, and they are connected to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit speaks to them. You think it was the Holy Spirit speak now? Yes, of course. In fact, the book of Revelation makes it clear seven times it says the Holy Spirit speaks in the present tense. That's after certain letters were written, by the way, in the, in the, in the New Testament. This was in 96 AD. So my, my whole point in saying that is that the Lord will speak to us, but we have to be ready to hear. We have to listen. And sometimes... I have a hard time listening. Have you ever noticed that it's difficult to listen when, wait, when we're distracted? That's the whole thing I'm trying to say. I can't even, I could never, ever teach this right. We get so distracted about so many things. What happened to Martha? Oh, she was so busy serving. And it wasn't she was doing something bad, folks. She was serving, and Jesus was at the house, and she's being a good hostess. I mean, you just got to take care of these people visiting. Got to take care of these visitors. But she was so frantic and anxious about that thing that she was doing that she couldn't sit at the feet of Jesus and just listen. It's hard for me to listen when I have a task on hand. I've, I've noticed this about me. It's, it's uh, probably uh, a benefit. Uh, it's probably a positive and a negative. I get something in my mind that's got to be done. I am a train. <laughs> I am a bull <laughs> on a mission, right? Got to get done. Got to get done. And that leaves no room for other things. Well, that's 
people we got to watch. We can't be so engaged with what we're doing. We won't listen. We won't stop. We won't hear. And so these guys, they are getting it. They're fasting. Like, I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to worship the Lord. And the Holy Spirit speaks to them. We're going to talk about this special work that the Lord uh, has for these five, uh, or has for Barnabas and Saul, as the book of Acts takes this move towards Saul, who's going to be Paul, becomes the builder of the church, a big part of that. What I want you to get is what they do. They're powerful, influential people. They got to stop. They got to fast. They got to worship. They got to listen. How many ears you got? How many mouths do you have? Testimony in the face. <laughs> Testimony in the face. Thank you. All right. I will now answer the trivia question, which did make many people go, I don't get it. In the parable of the talents, what happened to the man who hid his one talent in the ground? He had that talent taken from him. If God gives you something, he wants you to use it. If you don't use it, that's not a good way to be a steward. Sometimes, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. All right? There you go. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time energy like so few can right here on KAAM. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7, the scripture says, he will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine, but I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's it's, uh, you know—it's—it's uh, it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. 
It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. That last trivia question was a little harder. I didn't phrase it well, so I feel bad for some of the people. that was. I didn't phrase it the right way. You know, I kind of like phrased it poorly. You think so? Yeah, because people were like looking at the long term, and I was like looking for the short term. So I should have said, you know, what happened immediately, short term kind of thing. But that's all right. All right. You. you guys got to get this one though. I cannot, uh, I cannot, uh, I cannot cook the marshmallows for you on this one. Uh, what punishment befell Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu when they offered unauthorized fire? in their censors before the Lord. What happened to the boys when they offered unauthorized fire? That's uh, that's the question. If you think you know the answer, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We'll send you up to the website, as we often do. Please remember uh, there are praise forms on the website. And please remember that there is a place to give, and we can use the giving. So if you can give, give. You want me to go? You want me to play the harmonica? Anyway, uh, give if you can give. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> it's like you know when you have the long sound and then you have the short sound. Kind of mix you up a little. Yeah, bit. it does. It does do that. Uh, I'm gonna go with this. This is when your order was ready at a pickup at a fast food, and it took forever to get it. And then you finally get to the window, and they get the order wrong. You feel like you're in a comedy sketch, and then they, you just hit the symbol. So you get out the car and you play the drums and the harmonica <laughs> at the same time. You guys, these are full of love. These are full of love, people. All right. <laughs> okay. 
what punishment befell Aaron's sons when they offered unauthorized fire in their censers before the Lord? Now, everybody's getting the right result. I'm looking for one thing specific, but every everybody's getting it correct, so everybody's on board there. If you think you know what happened to them, you're welcome to call us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Joy, Ann, and Cordelia picked up on my little hint, hint. Very nice, girls. Everybody got it right, but they were, you know, just giving a little bit of hint, hint in there. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to do our history, so let's do history. All right, when we're done with history, we're going to be praying for Lewis, who is uh, Lewis's uh, father-in-law, whose name's Tony. He's in the hospital, so we're going to pray for him in a second. But in the meantime, let's do our history real quickly. Uh, today is Toothache Day. Very, very bummer day. Boo, boo, boo. I don't like that. On the flip side, today is National Pizza Day. Yum. Yum, yum. yum. Guess what I had last night? What's that? Pizza. Can you have that, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> But I haven't gone to the doctor yet tomorrow. Okay. So I had to sneak it in. <laughs> You're chicken, are you? Guess what else it is today? You will just love this because this happens about three or four times a year. So just relax. It's chocolate day again. Yum, yum. and yum. <laughs> yum and yum. And then reading the bathtub day. I do a lot more praying in the bathtub than I do reading in the bathtub. But I used to read in the bathtub until one time I was reading my Bible and dropped it. Ah. Ruined it. You know? that'll, that'll stop you. Yeah, that was kind of a drag. Uh, on this day in 1864, Abraham Lincoln uh, on the $5 uh, bill uh, posed for the picture that now appears. So he posed for the picture on this day in 1864 that's on the $5 bill. Okay, in 1895, volleyball was invented. Now, here's the thing about that I want to say about that, stuff like that. Yes, volleyball was invented as far as they know, but they could have played a form of volleyball 3,000 years ago. Of you course. Know, we don't know that. True. That's just silly. And then, uh, let's see, uh, we did that. Uh, we did that. U.S. Uh, National Weather Service uh, was established on this day in 1870. They're still trying to figure out when it rains. True. <laughs> and no comment. Is it raining? Is it raining? Okay. All right. Got that done. All right. Hey, let's go into prayer. We want to do this uh, for. Uh, uh, Lewis's uh, father-in-law, Tony, who's in the hospital. Let's pray together. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for your graciousness, just for this time of fellowship that we're having together. Just ask you to bless and encourage people. And uh, Lord, sometimes I get in the way, but sometimes you just bring us together for the purpose of petitioning. And Lord, we petition you right now in the name of Jesus for Tony, who's in the hospital, that you'd bring healing into his body. You'd, you'd remove fear and instill just exactly what we said, courage and confidence and faith, uh, and bring healing into their situation. We just ask you for it and pray you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. I do want to point out that Mark the Pizza Guy, our favorite listener, did point out that it's pizza day. We did what we said. We have a pizza guy delivery? Well, it's very hard to explain to you okay. the whole story. So <laughs> I don't One have day. enough time to... <laughs> One Down day. the road, I will explain that to you. Here's our last uh, here's our uh, trivia question that's up there. What was the punishment that befell Aaron's sons when they offered unauthorized fire 
in their censers before the Lord. Okay? All right. Back to the text. This portion, I just like, I just like, I don't know, I just like the Word of God. So it's just, just people are like, oh, it's, a, it's this, it's this. You could spend one hour with me, you'd be like going, uh, I promise. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what your name is. Uh, just because they're so deep. It's so much deeper than we are. Uh, let's go back. Among the prophets and teachers of the church, Antioch of Syria, where Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man Lucius from Cyrene, Manan, the childhood companion of King uh, Antipas and Saul, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work I have for them. So after more fasting and prayer... <laughs> This is the part. The men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. This is the thing. Okay? This is the thing. I, I, I'm going to say it's not controversial. I just want you to think about it. Elijah, when he prophesied, remember he prophesied it wouldn't rain, and then he prophesied that it would rain. Okay? What I want you to do is just look that up. Just don't, 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 don't take my word for it. Look it up. And then you'll find out that after he prophesied it was it would rain, you know what he did? He went and prayed that God would fulfill that. Do you know that? In other words, he prophesies. Okay, it's going to rain. It's going to rain like crazy. Right? Then he goes and he prays. That's the story where uh, his servant, uh, Ghazi, looks and he says, oh, it's like a cloud like the size of a man's hand. It's like that's what. So after he prophesies. He then prays that God will bring about the prophecy. So for those of you that had not caught that before, that's a great thing to catch. And in this, this is the same kind of thing. So the, they're fasting, and they're, they're, they're worshiping the Lord, and the Holy Spirit speaks. He doesn't tell everybody to do the same thing. It's very rare for the Lord to do that. He tells them, hey, I got a special work for Barnabas and a special work for Saul, who's going to become Paul. So what does the Scripture say in verse 3? Just look at 13.3. After more fasting in prayer. <laughs> you would just think, well, the Lord spoke. That's it. We're done. Let's go. No. More fasting in prayer. Why? Because you don't want to mess it up. You don't want to get it wrong. You want to do it right. You want to be on target. You want to understand. You want to make sure you're in sync. I'm thinking, but is that is that doubt? No, it's not doubtful to bring it before the Lord and say, "I want to just make sure I'm doing what you want." And so you very so they verify. You're thinking, this is what amazes me. These are prophets and teachers who are verifying. Well, if these guys had to do that, how much more us? <laughs> they had the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was speaking to them. How much more us? To recognize when the Lord speaks and directs us, do we need to continue in fasting and in prayer saying, just trying to follow you, just trying to make it right, just trying to do it right, don't want to do anything incorrect or anything like that. So just listen to this. So listen to this process. There's a massive key, and I, and I read this before, and I want you to hear it, okay? The Holy Spirit speaks to people. The wisdom here is to see how the Spirit spoke spoke through after worshiping and fasting. Then it turns out there's a special work for Paul and Barnabas. We see that revealed that's revealed through the journey that Paul's going to be the focus of, of much of the attention, and Luke's the author. But what's impressive is now after they've got the answer, they go right back to fasting and prayer. It's just like, come on. 
Do you think Elijah, after he prophesied, thought, Man, I hope God does that, and then just walked away, chewed some gum? He went before the Lord and say, okay, I said you were going to do this. You need to do this. <laughs> there was not a lot of room. It's like, I need you to do this because I need you to do this because I said that. And if you don't do it, I'm going to look stupid. You're going to look stupid. We're all going to look stupid. Let's get this done. It just shows you how things go about it. I think there's a, a an arrogance that can seep in. If the Lord shows you something, that's great. You know what? Go back. Make sure. <laughs> Make sure it's, you're on target with him and in it. Get it? All right. All right, here we go. I'm going to answer this question now. What punishment befell uh, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, uh, when they offered unauthorized fire in their censers before the Lord? The first answer is absolutely correct, that they died. Okay? That is the correct answer. Everybody who said that, you got that correct. But what I wanted, the little hint there was, how did they die? And remember, they offered strange fire, and God burned them up. See, so they offered strange fire. God goes, ah, I'll show you fire. You want to see fire? Here's fire. Bam-o! That's kind of a cool, like, be aware of that kind of thing. All right. We'll take our break. Then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, 
alone. I mean, no no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone. The question I ask him, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, getting ready for our next trivia question. Joy Hands letting me know they do have waterproof Bibles now. Yeah, I know. They didn't when I dropped it in. <laughs> it's just funny. All right. Uh, now I use uh, my computer, my Bible, my written Bible. I use everything. Oh, it's so weird. All right. Anyway, ready for this last one? Here we go. When Paul despaired of getting justice in Palestine, he exercised his right as a Roman citizen and asked for his case to go to appeal. Who did he appeal to? I don't know, is that kind of a Star Warsy noise? <laughs> he thinks that's good. Okay, uh, when Paul despaired of getting justice in Palestine, he exercised his right as a Roman citizen and asked for his case to go to appeal. Who did he appeal to? All right, so I do want to point something out. That last Phil, just before we came back, was talking about leadership. And that's funny because in our first segment, we talked about leadership and how you know if it's good leadership is that when the leader is done, are the people better off? It's just like that's so ah, so true. All right, uh, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Caesar. <laughs> Now you have to answer the question the whole way through. You're killing me here. Okay, let's do it, and then you can answer it again, Caesar. Here we go. When Paul despaired of getting justice in Palestine, he exercised his right as a Roman citizen and asked for his case to be appealed. Who did he appeal to? To Alexander the Great. Oh, no, I'm in Caesar. Caesar! The great salad dressing. Caesar salad the lost wages. That's right, brother. That's right. This is Caesar. Hi, Dave. That reminds me. That reminds me of this Mad Magazine. Okay, people don't like it. I don't care. I talked to William Gaines personally. This Mad Magazine where they say, "Who made the salad?" Remember back in the day, they had that commercial. Who made the salad? Who made the salad? They go Caesar, and then in the next the next scene, they go kill him, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's going on, brother? Uh, just thanking God for every day and for His mercy and grace. Amen. And uh, yeah, and. Asking for his grace for every other other minute. <laughs> well, that's the key. The key is you grow in grace. People don't understand that while grace is a salvation component, it is also a situational component. Yes. So it's important to understand that grace is involved. We, we, we come before the Lord. Hebrews 4.16 talks about coming to the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy in our time of need. There's a specific timing for this. 
Yes. That's what you yeah. need, I mean, right? I believe it's also situational, like when you are in any situation. That's exactly right. You need right. a specific grace. Like there is a general grace, but then there is a specific grace. That is exactly right. You are exactly correct. That is right. So let me just speak that to you in the name of Jesus, that Lord, please pour grace into Samson's situation, his situational grace, that your situational grace might be manifested to him, that he might see your hand in the midst of it, not be afraid, but be full of courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you yeah, I just want to tell all our, my brother and sister, the Spoon brothers and sister, that I love them. And I'm praying for them, and thank you for praying for me. You got it, brother. We love you in the Lord, ma'am. Thank you, Dr. Spoon. That's right. Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay. Oh, God bless and shalom. <laughs> God bless and shalom. <laughs> so that's our old Jewish joke, by the way, for those that don't know. <laughs> so you guys think I'm kidding. No, it's an actual, it's a Yiddish joke. It's not a Jewish joke, but it's, it's uh, close enough. But the doctor's like, the guy comes in, he goes, how's that? How am I doing, doctor? He goes, not good. You're good. You're going to, you're going to pass away. He goes, oh, what do I do? He goes, well, take two aspirin. He goes, is that going to help? He goes, couldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We live that way. Sorry. Uh, don't forget about on the website. Don't forget you can give there. Don't forget there's prayer requests and praise reports and stuff like that. We're going to finish off on our teaching. Uh, pretty important part here, but I do want you to understand this one big element of this teaching, and that is when you come before the Lord and the Lord gives you something good, you, you don't just, that's it. You know, you, there's stuff you do with it. In this case, after they got a word from the Holy Spirit, they came back in for more fasting and more prayer. That's a great way to do it. That's a great way to approach it. Okay, all right. Here is uh, Acts chapter 13, and this is pivotal because, as you know, when I first started reading this text in, in 1225, I said when Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission in Jerusalem, they returned to Antioch, taking John Mark with them. Now, this is the same Mark who writes the gospel, right? Watch this section. We're, we're not at that bad point yet, but watch this section. Here's the next portion of the next uh, uh, verse, which is verse 4, sent out by the Holy Spirit, Saul and Barnabas went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Now you think all that so? <laughs> so... First off, it's important to understand that when people choose people to be assistants or when people have assistants or people work with people, it's very important to choose with wisdom, isn't it? Of course it is. You think, well, is that biblically defined? Let me ask you a question. When Jesus picked the 12 disciples, did he, in fact, take darts, put up little pictures, and throw the darts, and wherever the dart landed, that's who he chose? No. He selected them through prayer and fasting as he petitioned to know which 12 to be with, to connect with, keeping in mind that the choosing that Jesus made wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't based in ignorance in the context that one of these 12 would betray him, something he knew, he still had to pick them. 
And so this idea that in Christianity everything's just as smooth. In fact, I, I was uh, at a church. I was – I probably – I don't know if I should tell you guys this or not. Okay, well, I'll tell you, and then if you get mad at me, that's fine. So I like checking out churches, okay? And so you guys know I've been going to – Kurtz Church for a while, which is Stillwater Community Church. But we haven't been there for a little while because we're now we're going through our next what's the next church to go to. So just to give you an idea, in our area, I've been there five years, and I've gone to 18 different churches in our area within 20 miles. Now, the reason that I do that is because that's what the Lord put on my heart. So put it on your heart. If he puts it on your heart, that's fine. But he put it on my heart, and it's important for me to to understand the greatness or the variety or the, 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 the expansiveness of the body of Christ. And I, I just love that, and I went to a, a great church first time on Sunday, really enjoyed it. And I the, most of the churches are just they are fantastic. They're wonderful. And the idea— that you know we might engage uh, from time to time with people that are less than excellent the preacher brought up a great point and i just want to kind of key in on it he said there's this whole group in christianity that think if you're a christian everything is smooth he even used that phrase smooth sailing and he goes that is not how it goes and he's right because when jesus told the disciples to get in the boat to quote unquote start sailing there was still a storm ahead of them and so i was really appreciative because i love stuff like that and what i'm trying to say is it's not always so jesus selects one of the 12 and one of the 12 is going to betray him. hey that's hard yeah it is hard but you still go forward with the work and you think well why would the lord allow that he's got other purposes that are beyond us same thing with the job teaching and in this context, he goes to they go to to Salamis, they go to the Jewish synagogues, and what do they do? They preach the word. They're not preaching their they're talking about what's in the word. And now John Mark has moved with tagging along to being their assistant. How's that gonna go? I think you guys already know what's gonna happen, especially when we get to uh I think it's uh, verse fourteen. Or is it, I think it's like a verse fourteen ish. Or in that range, uh, it's actually verse 13, where John Mark's not going to stay their assistant. We're going to get into that. But that doesn't mean that's the end of John Mark. It's just a drag because he doesn't last a chapter. But that doesn't mean God is not done. And the word there is for you to understand that maybe you've gone and done something. Maybe it hasn't panned out. Maybe it doesn't work out. That doesn't mean God's done with you. That doesn't mean you're now free. Well, I gave it a shot. I'm done. Bye. We are always active for the Lord. And if you're a person who's done stuff before, it didn't work out the way you wanted, I understand. I've done that too. But that doesn't mean you quit because God doesn't have a little thing that says, exit here before you have a personal trumpet. So if the Lord has called you to do something or wants you to do something or be about something, do it. Be about it. And if you don't know what the next thing is, ask him. Present yourself. Scripture is very clear that we're supposed to present ourselves as instruments of righteousness. Even though John Mark had kind of a mess up that's coming here that we'll get into, afterwards the redemption was lights out fantastic. Remember that. Okay? All right. We are done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.